Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. So this morning I want to speak a little bit about the topic of being stronger together. Wasn't it great hearing those stories? It was so cool to hear the different stories and, you know, everybody's come from a different background and and had different expectations, had different things going on in their life. And uh, we've all had a, a different journey and we're all on a different journey. But I would like to propose to you that as we are looking at making room for more, which is what Gideon was speaking about last week, that we look at one of the most important things that making room for is, and that's the harvest. All right? So in order to have a harvest, we have got to band together to catch the fish, right? It's like, it's like fishing with a massive big net, and you and I are all part of that net. Did you know that you're part of a fishing net? Are you actively part of a fishing net? So in order to bring in a harvest, in order to bring in uh, the harvest in terms of the fish, the fishing net's got to be strong, right? Otherwise the fish fall between the, the, the gaps in the net. And so we need that those connections all to be really strong and powerful as we make room for more. Now, some of you will know that one of my absolute favorite verses in the Bible is in Revelation 7 verse 9, which is talking about, uh, you can put that up. I looked again, I saw a huge crowd, too huge to count. Everyone was there. Everyone was there. All nations and tribes, all races and languages. And they were standing, dressed in white robes and waving palm branches, standing before the throne and the Lamb and heartily singing, salvation to our God on the throne, salvation to the Lamb. All who were standing around the throne, angels, elders, animals, fat animals. Hmm. <laughs> See, I knew Nala. <laughs> fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God singing, Oh yes, the blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honour and power and strength be to our God forever and ever and ever. Oh yes. Oh yes. Don't you want to see that? Don't you want to be part of that? Don't you want to be part of come bringing the harvest in? Don't you want to be part of the multitude before the throne of God, praising God? And so what does that mean? You know, what, what is, what's the church? What's the church for? And, and what's it, why is it important? Why do we put a high value on being together and growing in friendship and relationship? Why have we given up the whole of show weekend to be here together to hang out? Well, some of you might have just, you know, thought it was a great idea to go camping, to come to Hamner for the weekend. And uh, that's all good. Um, because as we're here together, we're rubbing shoulders together and we're building relationship. And we're getting to know you, getting to know all about you. That's the one. <laughs> so it's really important for each one of us to realize that we all have a call on our lives. We have an individual call. And that individual call is about how we're wired up, 
what God has purposed our lives for and what that looks like. Um, And that could look like a whole bunch of things and you've just been telling your next door neighbour what part of that could look like as part of the body. What is? What are you? Are you an arm? Are you a pointing finger? Are you an ear? Are you an eye? Are you a kidney? You like to cleanse this body. <laughs> but there's also something about um, there being a collective call. So you know, Christianity isn't a solo sport. And when we come together, it's the collective strength of the body coming together and all the parts joining together. And together we're so much stronger. And I just want to read from 1 Corinthians. You can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all say goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered in a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptized. Did you know that you, ba- you proclaimed that in your baptism? Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all came to drink. Hey, why don't we stand up and read along together? The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. Okay, that's fine. So you get the rest of it. So we're all part of Christ's body, and that means that we all have a certain function. And he's called us to our individual function, but then we have our function within the body. So we're different members of the body, we're different parts of the body, but we're all part of the same body. And uh, Pastor Chris Hodges says in their church, for example, when they're looking for a win in terms of community, he's saying... The win for them is lost people saved, saved people pastored, pastored people trained, trained people mobilized. I love that. Let's say that again. Lost people saved, saved people pastored, pastored people trained, trained people mobilized. But the thing is, you know, A lot of us carry offence or disappointment with relationships. We might have fractured fractured relationships. We've been let down or we've been in situations where things haven't really gone a very good direction and our expectations have not been met uh, and we're left feeling pretty, pretty rubbish. Perhaps we've been betrayed Perhaps people have been disloyal. People have called us out on something that was wrong and we're just being completely misunderstood. 
What is the thing that is holding you back from true community this morning? What do you need to let go? Who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to go to and make amends with? Because the thing is, is the world is looking at us as a church and saying, well, they haven't got their stuff together. They can't even get along together. And yet God is saying that we are one body. One body. One. So even when we don't even kind of like each other or get along necessarily, God has called us to be one body. Now, on this camp, there's a number of you who have come along, and there's a number of people who are at camp who might not even even be in the tent. And you might not even know anybody here. You've been really brave and just come along. And I want to suggest that all of us reach out and embrace and include and welcome and show hospitality and look out for those who are on their own. That's part of it. That's learning to love on people. Even when they they don't wear the clothes that we like, when they don't sing the way that we like, when they don't drive the car that we like, when they speak differently to us, perhaps they look differently to us. But there's an opportunity here at camp for us to reach out to one another and to strengthen our bonds, to strengthen our connections. The last eight weeks we've been um, submersed in Kylo, keeping your love on. Who's, who hasn't been part of Kylo who's here? Okay, so it's a very sh- small number. And the rest of you have all done Kylo, which is amazing. When we're looking at the things that we're disappointed with, one of the things that we, we talked about in Kylo is protecting your connection. And what is the truth that replaces the lie that you can't have great relationships here? What is the truth that replaces the lie that you're somehow unacceptable or you don't fit in or you don't belong? Because it is a lie. It's a lie. Everybody has a place in the body of Christ. Everybody has a part to play. Every, everybody has a place to belong. Uh, someone said in regard to building community, it was about these seven points. Number one is know your why. Why do we want to have this community of God? Well, we've just read that, haven't we? The other one is defining your success. What does success look like? Now, I like to think that success over this period of time of camp would be that we would get to know people that perhaps are a little bit uncomfortable for us, that we would reach out, And that everybody would feel included. That nobody would go home and say, man, nobody talked to me. Nobody prayed for me. Nobody was interested in me. That would be one of the successes for community for me over this weekend. And being authentic. 
You know, we need to be who we really are. You know, that old saying, be who you are, everybody else has been taken. You know, sometimes we're just not comfortable in our own skin. I was at the um, Australian Prophetic Council last week and they were talking about being comfortable in your own skin. But then I was thinking, hey, no, we had this amazing women's event which said, love the skin you're in, which is different to being comfortable. It goes a further step. And I challenge you to not only become comfortable in your own skin, but learn to love the skin that you're in. Because you're amazing. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are just incredible. So the other point was fostering deep connections. Well, how do we do that? How do we foster deep connections? Well, we can't do that if we're not being authentic, right? So we have to be who we really are. And that means sometimes letting our guard down. Sometimes that means letting people in. And that can be quite scary for some of us. Creating shared experiences is another thing. Well, that's what we're doing at camp, right? We're creating a shared experience. So by the time we go back, it was like, oh, did you go to that camp at Hamner Springs in 2019? And I go, yeah, wasn't that cool? You remember when so-and-so, 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 so did what? And then uh, we're going to be able to remember. Because that's the second, that's the next point, is share your stories, share the experiences. Because that's why I wanted to have some of the, the stories from the people here. We want to share the stories. We want to share what God's done in our lives, what God's doing in our lives, and look forward to what God is going to do. And a few months ago, we talked about our values as a church, and we talked about the things that were really important to us, being presence presence of God, passion, purpose. And we're a family that walks in love with honour, integrity, authenticity, and generosity. We believe he empowers and equips us to walk in freedom as sons and daughters for service to his glory. Love is our bottom line. You know, love covers a multitude of things. If we can love on people and walk in humility, there is... I don't think there's many things in life that cannot be fixed with us choosing the low road and walking in humility with people. So the win for harmony would be great community. I once heard that building a community is like tending a garden. You can control what's in and what's out, but you can never predict how things will grow. Our job as community leaders is to curate the community and nurture the different voices within it. Who are you championing? Is there someone that you can champion? Can you watch out for someone younger, older, same age group that you can champion? Have they got a dream that if you stand alongside them and say, hey, you can do this, that they would be so encouraged that they could actually step out and do that? We're stronger together. We're better together. Are we going to make room for the more as we move forward? Are we willing to band together, to stand together for the sake of the gospel? Are we willing to sacrifice our preferences and knit in with the community that God's placed us in to achieve together the purpose he has for us? 
In Ecclesiastes, it says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And then in Matthew, it says, again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. And then finally in Matthew, I just want to talk about how Jesus was saying, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. As we look at moving into the more, let this be our heart. Let's build community together. Let's build relationship together. And let's work together. Let that net to catch the fish that are coming in, let that be strong. Let that be super strong as we move forward together.